0: So let's go through some very practical muksa applications and summarize um, summarize these halachas into a more or less a two parts to it. Muksa could be divided roughly or generally into two categories. It's called in the halacha muksa kal and muksa Khamar. Muksa kal means light types of muksa things that are not, you know, to be moved on Shabbos, but it's more of a lighter category. And then there's what's called muksa chamor, more stringent type of category of muksa. Let's, let's explain what is muksa kal. Light types of muksa. generally just refers to a kli shemalach del iser. It means it's a vessel. It has the name of a vessel on it, but the intent of the usage of this vessel is for forbidden usages. Um, like, you know, a hammer, you generally use a hammer to build with or put a nail in a wall or something of that sort, which by definition is not allowed on Shabbos. Of course, you could potentially use the hammer for a permissible way if, you know, like opening up uh, I don't know, a walnut, potentially. There are those who will do that on Shabbos and eat nuts, but there are those who will refrain from it. But the point is, is that it's, it's potentially allowed to use that, that item. Um, okay, so, or um, so now. If it's called klishem lachde sir it's called a it's a light degree muksa. You can move it as halacha says in chapter three hundred native shabbos for the Tzach Gufoy or mekomo. You can use it if you need its permissible usage. You're going to use it for a permissible way or mekomo. It's in your place. You need the spot where it is. You can move it. Okay. Now, if we are talking about what's called a base for it, a basis, um, so then a uh, basis, a base for muksa, has the status of the muksa itself. If it was placed there on intent to stay there on Shabbos, you had, let's say, pens and pencils, okay? Um, and they were placed on a i don 't know a plate let 's just say for example, and it was intended to be there, so the plate has the status of the the pen and pencil that they 're normally not supposed to be moved unless it is the need of the spot or the need of the um, the need of the uh, usage of it uh, let's say scissors, for example, scissors is also look you there's ways where scissors would be forbidden how it could be used, but it could also be used in permissible ways. Um, so, if it's used in a permissible way, you're not doing any malacha with it. So then, it would be in the status of muksa kal, and it could be moved if you need to use it for a permissible usage, or if you um, or if you needed space. Um, another example of muksa kal would be a comb. Comb is a, potentially a problem that could take out hair. Generally, we don't allow combing hair on Shabbos. There's soft combs or soft brushes and hard brushes, so that would also make a difference. If it was soft, it could be permissible. And if you use the comb for something where you're not doing any prohibition on Shabbos, it would be muxikal, and thus allowed to use for that permissible usage or for its space. Um, i give a, a, another example uh, would be if we're talking... Mm. about a sponge. A sponge is muksa kal. It Generally, you're not allowed to do schhita. You're not allowed to squeeze. And that's a, that itself is a prohibition of squeezing liquid out of a, an item. Uh, so it's, it's basically like you're cleaning it and the like. But so you cannot squeeze. And also, schhita itself is prohibited. It's learned out from grapes and, and, and um, olives. But it can include also other things rabbinically. But it's possible that the sponge could be used in a permissible way, depending on how it was designated, um, and there's no squeezing involved. Okay, now let's talk about the other category, which is called muksa chamor, more stringent types of muksa. That's more or less anything which is not a klish de le- which is the, the category which you just said before. Which would be anything that is not a vessel comes into this category. It's called a stringent level of muksa, like like um, um, stones, dust, chemicals, uh, well, chemicals that you can't use on Shabbos. Let's just say, um, or 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 um, um, money. Okay, so those are things that are considered muksam uh, chamor. Okay, they are not allowed to be moved. They don't have the name of a vessel on them. Okay, and then we, we, you know, included in that could be uh, shells, um, eggshell, or, or nutshells, as I have did in a different recording. Um, it could include, um, you know, it could include uh, electronics that have no usage that you could possibly use on Shabbos. Um, it could include... Uh, a gas tank would be also a Muksa gummer. It's really like you can't handle it. Now, the the issue is that these things, are either they don't have the name of a vessel on them or that they are, they're not even like, a, they don't have the name. Or another thing that falls in this category would be uh machmas chasran kis, which means it's a Muksa because it's very valuable and you don't want to mishandle it. And we've we spoken about that before. It can include... Um, let's say uh, a very expensive knife that is very you don't want to handle like a a, a mohel knife let's say or a, a sheikh knife you're not going if you mishandle it you could ruin it or just valuable merchandise that is only to be sold you don't want to handle it or just any like valuable thing you, you don't want it to be no, that's all even though they're vessels they're considered muksa chamur, or uh, it's called muksa because of and kiss of loss of money you're not allowed to use it you're not allowed to move it even for its space or for its usage. Now, the previous category I should have mentioned earlier, muksa kal, um, which is klish delis, or things that are used for forbidden usages, I, we would be allowed to move it, as we said, for the place or for its usage, but we're not allowed to use it for the sake of the vessel itself. Let's say their vessel is going to get destroyed if it stays in its spot. You can't move it for that sake alone. Um, now, muksa chamor, you're not allowed to move it for its space. You're not allowed to use it even to find some... You know, not normal usage. For example, you can't just take a rock and say, "Well, I'll use this to to do something permissible." If you didn't designate before that it should be a, you know, it's it's muxa, There's nothing you can do about that, and obviously, you couldn't move it for the sake of the muksa itself. Now, there are five general exceptions. Maybe you could define them as six, but there are times that you can move stuff around, even though, um, it, even if it's in a harsh level of muksa, muksa gumma Okay. So one, of the, one way, one method is just moving it by your body, not with your hands. Pushing it with your foot, or pushing it or in between your elbows, or some unusual way, uh, back of your, the back of your hand. That is not, um, the Isra of Muqsa does not apply to that. This is discussed in chapter Shinyur Aleph. Another way in which you could move Muqsa's any type really is if it's found in a place where if you leave it where it is and you don't move it, people could get hurt or damaged. Like, let's say you have broken glass on the floor. So we can get rid of and move that stuff because that's a potential danger for people. And similarly, let's say, and we've discussed most of these rules, but now we're putting it in one spot, is that if the thing is disgusting to you or it's disgusting to other people, this is called 'er Gerev Shalra'i, where you're allowed to then move it and get rid of it. Now that's only if it's in a place where it's bothering people. If it's in a place where you're not going to be during Shabbos or the like. You don't and no one's going to be going there. Then you can't move it. So let's say you're a bag of garbage. You're not supposed to leave a bag full of garbage before Shabbos starts in your house or the like. But let's just say you didn't move it out. And and, and it's bothering people. So even though the bag of garbage is real muksa, You're allowed to remove it out of the area of where you are. If that's going to ease your Shabbos enjoyment and remove any uncomfortable feelings, and another option, another um, the fourth uh, heter would be that you may tell a goy to move muksa with certain conditions. So what's this? So we find some places that you can you can have a goy move muksa. So for example, a candle. Uh, sticks that, if let's say they went, um, they went out. If you made a condition before Shabbos that you wanted to move them, so then um, you could have a go and move them after they go out. So this is discussed in chapter two hundred and seventy-nine. Reshain tes. It's in Shulchanach of the Alter Rebbe. If hey, there's an argument over there. If you can make a condition, you want to light a bunch of candelabras. For the meal, and then you they're going to take up a lot of space, you want to move them afterwards. So generally, since they were lit before Shabbos started, it's, a, it's a, it becomes a, a basis for the whole Shabbos. It's not allowed to be moved. Um, but if you make the condition that you only going to have it there, you know, you know for the time that you need it. So it's, some say it's allowed to be moved. Some say it's not allowed to be moved. You know, that it's not allowed to be moved. Toysus, for example, the condition doesn't help, and the minig is the Ramal writes, and this is al Rebbe as well that you can move move it through a goy, even if it was for the sake of it just not getting stolen, um, and 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 regarding relying on this opinion, we 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 follow this approach. So that's another example, and sometimes you can have muksa moved by a goy, and then we find also. Another example where you can be uh, move muqsa would be where it's an akam hefsid, a loss involved. Or when you're coming from the road and you're afraid to leave your muksa in its place. So you, you, you are staying in a hotel with a goyim. So in chapter Shin Aleph in Sif uh, Mem, Shulchan Akam Valt Rebbe, he also talks about this. Let's say you're, you're in a place where there are goyim. And if you don't uh, hide the money in your, you know, under your clothes or something, carrying it in a, you know, under your clothes or so, they're going to take suspicion. And basically, your moving of the muksa just inside the house is just to prevent you from losing lots of money. Then it would be allowed in a hefzid, uh, in a big loss case. And the uh, the hetzer, however, is only if, of course, we know that if we wouldn't allow you, who knows what a person might come to if they would uh, not be allowed to do it, they might do a bigger iser. and lenient halacha, we would uh, be able to allow tiltal muksa if we're talking about hiding it you know, from people, from stealing, um, and then we can rely on that. So these are five examples of where you can move around muxas, even even more stringent levels of muksa, and um, even in cases which normally would not be allowed. And then I'll finish off that there is what's called klishmach Klish machdel klish mach just means a vessel which is able to be used for permissible usage. Now, even that, it's not like you can just re- use it as you wish. There still are limitations. It's explained also in the Shulchan Aruch of the Rebbe in chapter 308, Sift Zain. He says that such vessels are not allowed to be moved for no reason whatsoever. In other words, you can only move, um, you know, maybe a fork, a knife, if it's, you know, or, or whatever. Um, permissible usage if you have a need to do. But just to move it for no reason, that's not allowed. Um, however, in Sif Yudzayin, it brings down that for food and drink and for Sforim, that are, you know, that you're allowed to read from, those can be moved even for no need whatsoever. So that's a very lenient um, category. And believe it or not, what we do see from there is that muksa can be quite confusing and that even things, you know, like you can't just move needlessly a cup for no need whatsoever. So there are lots of uh, points that a person needs to pay attention to on Shabbos so he doesn't, you know, transgress on the laws of muksa.